0: Okay. So tonight we were just kind of, we we're going to do a little more informal thing. We don't have any, um, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about some of the videos we've got. We're going to talk about some current events and we're going to kind of have more of a conversational thing. If you guys obviously have any questions, you know, shoot them at me. I'll try to respond, especially if, um, if Frank's talking, I can look, I can look down a little easier. And, um, but yeah, so, um, let's keep it civil. Uh, it's funny. Cause I was, I was mentioning recently. My last live, I was in a very good mood and I was coming on with a very hopeful idea and it was nonstop attacks, (laughs) not nonstop, but I mean, it was, it got a little hairy. And I think that sometimes, you know, like the Bible teaches us that a lot of times these people are going to be claimed to be Christians who are coming at you like this. And remember that the one rule is, is to love. So let's all, let's all try to love each other, right? Tonight. So, but, um, we like to have fun. So, you know, if you guys got questions, anything specifically, especially anything the Watchman or I, any videos we made recently, that's kind of what we're going to talk about, some of the stuff we're working on, what we have worked on and what we're, um, what we got in the, in the pipeline. Good evening, Matt. But anyways, Frank, uh, you want to tell us, um, tell us about what you said, you, I think you were telling us about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So,
1: you know, obviously most people, I mean, you should know who
0: Aaron Rodgers,
1: is. he's the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He's probably in the top, you know, two or three, top, you know, quarterbacks in the NFL. He's been that way for a super long time, super popular. And you know he used to be a Christian. He used to, he grew up in a Christian household, uh, confessed Christ, um, was a believer, and um, started dating Danica Patrick. And I think you know who she is. She's the famous female NASCAR racer who started off in the in the Indianapolis 500 and um, mm-hmm. gained a lot of attention to that. So she's really for 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 um, you know coming up the way she did. She she gained a lot of popularity. She's a good race car driver, mm-hmm. and so they started dating. And um, I noticed that it wasn't long after they started dating that um, I saw him on a podcast with her and he denounced his belief in God, which was really sad to see. But I I wasn't terribly shocked because once you start putting these people together in these real high profile, very rich, very wealthy, very famous circles, there's a reason they got there. And it always isn't isn't just talent. A lot of people think it's just because in sports, you know, they got these massive contracts. Well, they spend money like water, and those contracts are taxed. they got agents they're paying, paying managers they're paying. Of course, they're buying their family, all of these things. So they rely on these endorsements. They rely on a lot of things beyond that because of the lifestyles they're trying to live. So it's easy for them to start to sell out. So when I saw that uh, he was involved with her, I just had my suspicions. I didn't know anything. But then just recently, I saw that um, he said that he had took a visit to South America with her. Um, to to take some spiritual enlightening drug called spiritual.
0: ayahuasca. Spiritual is, ayahuasca. In, spiritual is typically code for new age slash demonic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so people will like, she's spiritual. World. Well, demons are spiritual, right? This yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, very.
0: Into. They're very spiritual.
1: <laughs> they want to tap into the spiritual world that will give them power and allow them to do whatever they want to do without a conscience. Unlike Unlike the Lord. So that's what they're they're trying to tap into, and um, and they're successful at doing that. Although Aaron Rodgers, who just recently came out and said he started seeing a shadow figure, a demonic figure that wears like a a, a brim hat, which which if you could do a quick Google uh, internet search, I'm not going to say Google anymore because I can't stay in Google, but internet search, you will see this Hat Man is a very popular figure. He's seen he's been seen by so many people. He's obviously a, a a specific demon, more than likely maybe a class of demons that appears mm. for whatever reason. And so Aaron Rodgers denouncing Christ, opening a spiritual door, taking this trip, um, confessing in public all of these things. I think the Lord allowed him to see this because he said, You just traded the hat man for Jesus. What would you rather have? And <laughs> he's terrified of the hat man.
0: No, it's um I mean, it's really heartbreaking. Actually, you see like a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's obviously must have had a pretty good family growing up. And then the fruit in his life is like he's had this big public beef with his own family where he's like cut them completely off, like has no contact. I'm not sure. I mean, it's probably been years, I guess, now since he's talked to anybody in his family. And obviously that's not that doesn't speak too well of um, of him. I mean, I'm sure that he'd probably say they're terrible. But I mean, like and even if they are, I mean, it's it's not it's not good. That kind of a thing. And um, but yeah, it's interesting. Like when I was reading the, the um a little bit of the story about like his spiritual journey, he goes over there. And so this is this is this Joe Rogan um I know Graham Hancock. These guys really pump up this idea of this. They go over and have, and I think what Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly did the same thing. They go into the jungle. They go get with a um some kind of a medicine man. What do they call him? A shaman. And then they they take ayahuasca. And I think that I want to say that 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 drug must last a long time. You know, I don't know how long it lasts, but I mean, they, they trip for days, I guess, you know, what it, when Megan Fox is describing is like, they have to throw up like literally all the contents of their stomach. They got to be completely on empty stomach, drink this stuff. And then they trip for days. And, and the people who do this stuff, and I guess they call it, um, I guess the chemical in this stuff is called DMT. And it, it literally is like, it's some kind of, obviously some, some kind of psychedelic. And, um, and when you take this stuff, these people claim to have. I mean, they claim it as it's as real as you know the person sitting across from you. They're having the same kind. Of, they're having kind of similar experiences. They they often claim to be meeting the same entities in this in this hallucination, which maybe is not a hallucination. And um and yeah, so so Aaron Rodgers' story was, of course, he was saying his spiritual journey taught himself love and you're like oh i bet it did so it's like you know what i mean you can say see like the good shepherd is telling you deny yourself pick up your cross follow me serve other the greatest amongst you will be the the biggest servant of all and then the the hat man is telling you hey what you really got to do is love yourself more like like anybody has to be taught to love themselves more no you don't need to love yourselves more like that's 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 probably his, that's his biggest problem is the fact that Aaron Rodgers, of course, the guy looks like he's got talent out the wazoo and he's just like, he's, he just doesn't seem like a very pleasant guy. You know, he's like, at first he seemed have to kind of have like some personality, but man, he, he's got, he's got some serious issues. Oh, and I'm, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my video where I did about him. He had no tat Aaron Rodgers had no tattoos, right? Like he's very you know, unusual for a, uh, you know, person these days, or even, course, you know, even me. But he he comes back with this completely Illuminati looking tattoo. Like like I said, like obviously he got into some kind of a secret club recently and he was very proud of it. So he had like what he had all the constellations. He had the duality. He had the he had the all seeing eye. He had um, gosh, what else did he have on there? It was like it was a it was kind of like give me the Illuminati special. And the guy just tattooed whatever on him. Or, you know, come on, Aaron.
1: Yeah, so these these demons are real, and um, I've actually seen them myself. They're, I've seen them appear as shadow figures. Of course, I've not seen this one with the brim hat, but I've seen ones that look just like people in shadow figures. But um, I, there is, it's a it's a grand deception within the realm of the spiritual world mixing in with our, our physical reality. And these demons, they came from... Uh, uh the, the they were they were during the flood when the angels the great deluge when they came and they made it with the human women's and they, they had the Nephilim and these Nephilim genes spread and it was in an effort to wipe out Christ before he even had an opportunity to come about. They wanted to pollute the entire um the entire human race and they were almost did it. So these beings that they produced, these Nephilim spirits, they are the demons that that walked earth today and look for bodies to fill in. And so what, what you're dealing with is people, because that's the craziest thing. They are people with cravings, you know, you name it. They they have the same cravings, um, lust, pride, anger, you know, fear. I mean, you name whatever the whatever thing that is negative about um, whatever is negative, they can produce that and amplify it. So they want to get into an individual and they want to amplify that. That's who they are. I believe that um, when I when I made the video, there were certain individuals that were saying – that were like – one of them says, I'm, I've been a practitioner for I forget how many years, and I've never seen anything negative like that. Well, I think there's a reason why God chose or allows certain people to see things and why certain people don't. Certain people are lost. Certain people he knows are reprobate, and they're not going to respond, more than likely, or they're just going to be so scared out of their mind that something – god awful could happen to him but someone like aaron Rodgers now he's publicly con- confessing that this didn't work out all that great for him now he's starting to see a shadow figure which is which is obviously a demon and if you go back to what you were saying is too is they go into these rituals and it's a witch doctor a, wi- a witch a yeah, witch shaman, yeah shaman right a witch and and the in the potion, and it's funny how when you put it on TV, you got the witch, you got the potions, and you know you got the the, the brim hat, and it's just like kind of a mockery of the truth of what's happened. So he's seeing the wide brim hat, he drank the potion from the witch doctor, and now he's seeing the demons to get more power, and he's learned some type of self love through it, and now he's publicly confessing it, and it's appearing in his tattoos and things like that. So a guy like that obviously needs prayer, but let that be a warning to anybody else that wants to dabble in that the, there is power in it but there's a price to pay to get that power.
0: Absolutely. You know you know what's interesting too when you like what you see like people you know many of us who have, have looked into some of this stuff and of course like the the Greek and the translations of the Bible and the different words that the Bible uses for um you know sometimes if you read your certain uh, translation of the Bible it'll say sorcery in the Bible. And of course we just immediately just think wizards magic all this kind of stuff and then when you when you find out that the greek word is pharmakia and it's like so somebody so obviously it's where the root where we get pharmacy from so it has something to do with drugs and so the what's what's very common and of course like i said if it was just drugs why did they need a shaman it's not just drugs it's more than just drugs this is this is he's saying it's a spiritual uh he's saying it's a spiritual experience these people are all saying it's spiritual and then people who are agnostics in the chat, atheists in the chat, say it's just drugs. It's not just drugs. These people say it's, they don't say it's drugs. You know, they're—they're they're talking about these things, these experiences being real. You know, lucid people, obviously, guys who are like athletes, like Aaron Rodgers, are saying these experiences are real. And he's talking about seeing a, a shadow man now. Like, what? If, think about what is in that um that that uh the Princess and the Frog movie for dis for Disney. Is um you have the shadow man? And he, what He's got a big. He's got the big top hat. And eventually, he gets dragged to hell by demons. I think at the end of that, end of that, and at end of that children's movie. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting when you understand like that that the drugs and the in the and the sorcery go together. I mean, they're literally like the same word in the Bible, and and it's 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 also interesting when you think that like we go back to our story of Balaam. We Balaam keeps on coming up these days. Where it's like Balaam tricked the Israelites to worship Baal of Peor unknowingly. You know, they knew they were engaging in sin, I'm sure, but they did not know that they were worshiping Baal. And when you think about it like that, is sorry, guys, if you, you know, if you like the, you know, if you like certain kinds of drugs, you can think about it like that, where it's like, okay, well, you're not using it with that headspace that you're worshiping Baal of Peor, but like, that's the point. If you're, you're giving access to your person, to these entities that you don't have, you don't understand, like you don't understand. Like I said, you see like a person like Aaron Rodgers didn't know what he was getting into. You know, like he, now he's, now he is actually, like I said, it's almost like, yeah, we always go back to the meme of the vampire too, where it's like, he invited this demon into him. And now it's like, how do I get rid of it? Well, we know how you get rid of it. But he already denied Jesus Christ. I mean, he could obviously we know that Jesus could forgive him. But I mean, that's the one way he'd get rid of this thing. And that's the thing he's running for finding his self-love journey during his self-love journey.
1: And those drugs are the conduit to reach into the spiritual realm. It's 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 how it's how a doorway is open. Um, And obviously it, it, it works through a ritual. And these these witch doctors that, you know, often look like, you know, kind of uh, jokesters a little bit, you know, the way they're dressed and the way they act and the, and the dances they are. And they're high-level Satanist priests. There's no doubt about it. They're in full contact with the devil. And they will, if you, it's interesting. I've had conversations about the demonic realm in America. And occasionally somebody on uh, Facebook will come on who's who's from Africa. And they're like, no, no, this is, stuff is real. Like that, it's not, it's the flip side. We're here, we are more, Scientific based, uh, we we bought the lies of evolution and, and the lack of spirituality uh, over there. No, it, there's no atheists over there. Everybody knows the demonic realms. Well, and they and they all know that there's I mean, they, there's different forms of witchcraft. I mean, there's Sankaria, there's voodoo. There's all types of things that are going on, all forms of mysticism. That's not only going on in Africa. That's going on down in South America. That's going down in Jamaica. That's going down in Haiti. I mean these things are 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 a reality from those people um and um so this that's what happens when 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 you get involved at the, when you get involved in those things and there and like I said you can you can tap into it to try to get something out of it but there's a major price to pay and like I said Aaron Rodgers just finding out he just traded Jesus for Hatman you know it's, it's it was a bad trade off and yeah, yeah he's, a- he's 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 rich and now, now now the scary thing is too is What Jesus said when a house, you know, even if he was able to find some way to get rid of that that particular demon, Jesus said that as soon as you get rid of that demon, if your house is not filled with the Holy Spirit, that that demon will leave for a little while, go get seven more, more wicked than he is, and bring them back and go back in your house. So we're talking about a vicious demonic spiral that ends up leading oftentimes to, you know, tragic tragic deaths and suicide. So if you look at Hollywood and you can see the spiral of depravity for a lot of these um, these actors and, and musicians that's what they're going through they're 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 getting cleansed at times they're getting their houses clean they're not filling in with the holy spirit and then all of a sudden more demons are showing up and you start to see the breakdowns they start to have because of it and then a lot of them leads to you know ultimately s- sadly suicide
0: yeah you know it's uh and when you understand like that when they're saying they're contacting an- ancestors it's like you're like going back to what you were saying it's the nephilim like so a lot of these things when like down, i guess back in um you know obviously post flood these things these these ancestors were worshiped right so they're worshipping these these spirits and a lot of times, this, this is where i think this is where the i the idols came from is because there was you know basically bodiless spirits unclean spirits that they were cursed to roam the earth and it was like they would they would make something to fill it up right it would be like this is where you can this is where you can re- this is where you can rest your being at and and that's and that's what continues to go on today and like these are the things we don't we don't understand the bible doesn't tell you to not do these things because they don't work it's because you don't understand them and obviously you like i said you're giving access to your person things that are wicked the interesting part is like even if you go into i think socrates was one of those people who claimed to have a demon you can look this up Clint. And the, and the Greeks knew that sometimes these entities were good and sometimes they were bad. And it's even, I think it was even L- Lester Crowley was talking about doing spells to be able to understand how to not let them completely take him o- them over him. You know, so it's like they try to wield these, these demons in some kind of a way. They use them. But of course, it's like, it's not going to work like that. You know what I mean? That these, things are, these things are not going to be, be at the mercy of these wicked men they're going to u- they're using them. And so I think that the, the it's interesting, like in Hollywood too, it's like the presentation, it, it's so common now of like you're basically glorifying this. Like I said, I, I was just thinking about that video I made about uh, Venom uh, not that long ago. And that's what Venom, yeah. that, that is exactly what that, the Venom movie is. So Lesser Crowley mentions, you know, back in the day, I mean, obviously not all prophets are of God. So this guy's saying, he said, now we call them demons. One day we'll call them something else. And so he was referring to almost like them being called aliens. So what's the movie, what's the movie Venom about? So Venom is like this space alien. It's this black goo. And if you see black goo in these movies, demonic. That is a demon. So Period. so when this thing and so what was interesting, like the, the first Venom movie, like the symbiote, they call it, yeah, it's this, they call it the symbiote, and it's it doesn't merge well with other people. And what does it do? It kills them. So finally, Eddie Brock was the one of these rare people that he could like, that they could actually, he could survive it and they could use each other. And so, so through the demon, Eddie Brock gets this great power. He gets, he gets, you know, he gets the things he wants. Also now he's like this, this rock star reporter. He's doing all these things, but guess what? The girl he wanted to marry, that's gone. You know, he ruined that because he had this demon. And of course, he's fighting with this demon. And then, in the second movie, he's he has this more this conflict where it's like the demon wants blood. The demon (laughs) wants it wants to bite people's heads off. And so, what he's in the beginning of the movie, what he's doing is he's literally killing chickens. And you think about like voodoo and all this kind of stuff. They're killing, you know, they're sacrificing animals. This thing, this thing needs blood, and it's wicked. And it's like, but that's what that's what that movie's about. And it's about basically like. Embrace your demon, you know like the way, at one point, remember they they get separated, and then um it's almost like the, the movie plays it almost like you're supposed to root for him to get his demon back, and you're like, "What the heck is this movie
1: yeah, it, you made a good point there that initially to satisfy the craving of the demon was to sacrifice the chickens, but ultimately that was building up to human sacrifice. And so they disguise their message in the, in these movies really well, but that's what they're telling you. And that's what they actually do. And so the higher you go up and the longer you exist with these types of things, that's where the demand comes. And you're not getting to the top unless you start to get into some really decadent, you know, and and depravity as far as that goes. But, um, you want to jump into another quick
0: subject? Um, yeah, we we can talk about, um, okay. So we, so I did a video, um, This weekend about, uh, I was, I was going back into the, the Donald Duck, the Donald Duck territory. If you guys have seen my Donald Duck video, I I've been wanting to come back to that. And I, and I, and I was going to make a video about it. And I just thought like, you know what? I kind of like went, I didn't go past almost like the first frame of like the real, the real hitter in that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a video just about the fact that Disney is showing you this secret club. And I, you know, one thing, if I, if I could add something to this video, Afterwards, I wanted to say for all the people who said, "Look how wicked Disney's gotten. Look how look look at all the stuff that Disney. Look how bad they are now." It's like so. This is 1959. This cartoon came out in 1959, where they're glorifying this secret society. I said where Pythagoras in his uh, group of eggheads they had a secret thing where they put up their hoods. It's all in the dark, and they say. So they had to do their math, like we're, we're going to use the quote words. They did their math in this dark place, in this dark room, and then they had to have the secret pentagram. And so, and for everybody in here who says, that's not a pentagram, it's not upside down. That's not a pentagram, it's not in the circle. That's not a pentagram. It is a pentagram because it has five sides and it's a star. That's what a pentagram is. And so anybody, so everyone's like, well, that's how we draw them. Well, maybe you guess what? Maybe this is the devil's world. And you just thought you've been taught that because look who runs everything. So, so the interesting part is like, so that was 1959. And when you realize that Walt Disney, high level Freemason, you know, many people say that he was a 33rd degree Freemason, which I, I, I showed up the clip, look this up, just look up, look up 33rd degree Mason. And I said, the first thing that came up said, it's a it's a thing that would cost a lot of work, passion, and sacrifice. This is what it says to get to, to get to thirty three, and then you realize Disney has a club. Disney World has a secret society inside of it called Club Thirty Disney Club Thirty Three, and it costs fifty thousand dollars to enter, uh, fifteen thousand dollars per annual, and you. And this is like, why would an adult? want to join a club at disney world first of all i mean and then so that doesn't even guarantee you entry and then when you see who's in that club it's like johnny depp lady gaga you know like all kind you know all kinds of these these celebs and it's it's like what in the world is going on there and it's like that's why i said conspiracy theorists think it's weird that somebody would pay fifty thousand dollars to join a club at disney world Yeah, I think that I think it is weird.
1: Well, I mean, if if people don't understand that child sex trafficking is is going on now, I don't know what's going to wake them up. We already know about Jeffrey Epstein and his island, his his madam, his groomer um, was it Giselle Maxwell. She um, just got convicted. She just got 20 years. And ironically, they won't release the list of the clients that visited the island. Right. Which probably includes everybody that's in Club 33. No question about it. So you got to ask yourself a question, too. Why are they allowing the southern border to be wide open? Now, have you heard, have you heard of the, um, uh, the term um, uh, when they're talking about children showing up with, without an adult? Like um, I'm, I forgot what the exact term was, but they said these children are showing up without adults. Well, guess what's happening? The cartels are trafficking these children right into America, and guess who's taking them over? The same people that went to the island, which is our government, from the highest level up. Bill Clinton went over there like 20 times. In in Jeffrey Epstein's house, there was a picture of him wearing dressed in Monica Lewinsky's dress. He had a picture of George Bush throwing little planes, looking like he was throwing them into buildings, representing what happened in 9-11. This is all one big demonic club. So when you go back to the the Donald Duck thing, which is kind of funny because they use Donald Duck. But, you know, you had these head guys put their cloaks on to do their math, their calculation, yeah. Yeah. their strategies, you know, scheming the whole world like this. And so it's it's a sick and twisted environment right now because that's what's happening. And that's why the, that's why the borders are wide open.
0: And then yeah, and um,
1: the,
0: go ahead. No, no I was going to say that. So when you understand, too, is like, you know, I kind of like you said, this 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 should be a, I mean, I should probably make a YouTube video of this because. What that video really shows you too is when they, when they start showing you the sacred geometry. So, so uh, Pythagoras was uh, a mathematician and a musician. And so they're showing you the dimensions on the, on the, on the pentagram and they're showing you like how they, they change that into their sacred geometry. And so then when they start to show the shapes, they start to show you like that the Greeks valued all these forms. And of course they use it to make their buildings. So, so here you go. This is your Freemasonry here. They show how you make buildings, music. They show you how to make paintings, sculptures. And then when they start showing the, the examples they show are like the Mona Lisa. You know, you start to see like all the built, like that was the the, um, the part I'm sure the, the Parthenon, you know, all, like all these famous structures, like these famous statues. And so what they're really trying to show you is all this, the who's who, the people who've done anything you've heard of, are all in this club and so i i did my um when i did my dr strange video about like showing it so i i picked up so remember you have to remember that disney donald duck dr strange marvel is now a disney property and if you watch the new dr strange movie they showed the magic pentagrams so the magic pentagrams how they jump through different universes and and literally at the end of the donald duck thing they show a, a bunch of doors going out into the space and they're saying these doors are locked but one day they'll be able to be opened and so they're showing them jumping through universes and so at one point there's a battle between sinister strange and the, that's the more evil dr strange not just the normal evil dr strange just the more evil one and they fight with music notes and so when i was watching it and i was putting that video together i realized that the, the whoever was the um, the person behind the music doing it he mentioned that they were going to use Bach versus I think Beethoven. And then when I looked those guys up, like Bach, I, I believe was like, one of them was, was friends with the guy who started the Illuminati. Uh, what was his name? Um, is that guy, is it whites? I my gosh, I can't, I can't remember. I can't think of his name. Right enough. Now. But yeah, the guy, but he literally the guy who started the order of the Illuminati straight up. He, this guy was friends with him. The other guy was a high level Freemason, but he was, it was before the Illuminati was started. So otherwise, he'd have been in the club. And then you realize all the composers were into this stuff. And this is how they did the music. And it's, it is, it's when you, when you start to understand like the scope of this, it is pretty unbelievable. And I said, that's why, that's why Walt Disney, proud of it. Obviously, he's proud of it. I mean, obviously, he worked, he worked real hard, did a lot of sacrifice to get to a 33rd degree. So he's going to, he's going to glamorize it. And, He's going to put it – he's going to spoon-feed it to your children. Well, Actually, Let, our parents probably, <laughs> actually, but yeah.
1: yeah. Let alone um, the secret tunnels and secret rooms and all of those things that are in, in, the, in the missing children that come up in Disney. Um, I, I wanted to touch on this because <clears throat> it wasn't that long ago where the spirit of uh, – I wouldn't say – the spirit of Sodom and Gomorrah got, got ushered in at uh, one time. I believe it happened every time, but it really hit in the time of Obama. And it, I don't know if people will remember when he ran, he was against gay marriage. There was no talk of any transgender, let alone transgender children and, and giving them hormone therapy and things like that. And now that's common, right? You actually are now looking at, you know, you're, you're supposed to be a hate, you know, you're, you're a person full of hate or transphobic if you actually even resist a little ch- little child receiving homo- hormone therapy that they don't even know what will do to them in the future. But the truth of the matter is there's an agenda behind that. And we mentioned in Venom, you have these demonic spirits that start to demand more and more darker things from these individuals. And so it does start off with certain types of sacrifices, but it, but it also occurs sexually, too. And this is why these people are drawn into all this weird decadent and weird, weird, you know, child pedophile sex. And so the reason why this transgendered movement is so important to them is because it, once they get the, the public to accept the fact that a child as early as five, six, seven, eight, you know, in this range of elementary school, it says it's OK that I can switch my gender anytime I want. They're one step away from saying they now can say they can have sex with whoever they want, and they'll groom them completely at that age right now, and they'll normalize pedophilia. That's where they're taking this. That's how sick and twisted they are. And it's demonic spirits, these pre-flood Nephilim demonic spirits that, they're, that they've are that tapped into that are drawing them into the most darkest places. And just like you said, the way a Balaam is occurring, and people are voting for these people. People are voting for them left and right. They're, still, they're like, oh, well, you know, I think they're still trying – doing pretty good for the country and it's like are you actually paying attention to what they're talking about you know forget when they tell you they're trying to help the country out they're not trying to help anybody out they're playing you guys while they're perverting everybody just like sodom and gomorrah and so you and so we know we're in the last days and jesus clearly said the days of his return will be like the days of noah and then he goes on to say it will be like the days of lot the days of sodom and gomorrah and here we are
0: well they got um Again I think if you go into like I said I would I would caution anybody to really do too much research in this unless you're kind of really spiritually armored up but I mean Lester Crowley talks about I mean I think most of this stuff is like straight out of his playbook you know that, that that's like so, and honestly if we we we'll go back to the demon topic it was like I remember when I first the, when I first kind of woke up to most of this stuff I had the the biggest demonic attack of my whole life and um it was it was almost like when I was watching um and I always, I always pump these guys up and I think you guys should definitely watch these guys. And they were talking to Aaron Rogers the other day too, is, is the good fight ministries. And I watched the uh, Joe Schimmel's, uh, they sold their souls to rock and roll. And, you know, like, I think most people can recognize like just the, you know, like Ozzy Osbourne, like, you know, Judas priests and all these kind of bands who are just like openly satanic. But I think most people think they're just putting on an act. They're just like, oh, well, it's like, it's for Jim-. They're trying to be shocking. Um, but then, when you started to understand like that who these people are referencing, and like I said, then you find out the comic book guys are referencing all these people. Aleister Crowley. Alester Crowley. When I when I found out he was the he was the thread that was woven through our cultural tapestry, I really like. I remember just getting like the biggest like, I can't believe this is, this is so true. And you find out he's on the he's on uh, the Sergeant Pepper's cover, and apparently a lot of people believe that that sergeant peppers is a reference to him and then again go back into the drug topic so what like i said because it's it goes all hand in hand is timothy leary was like the 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 lsd guy of like the, the 60s and they're just seeing peace and love and all this kind of stuff the pieces probably means a five because it's like yeah probably the fifth seal but anyways all this stuff is about like peace and love timothy leary straight up came out and said later on basically saying like he wished Alester Crowley was alive to see the work that he is, that they've done through the sixties So all this, this free sex love culture. He straight up said it was satanic by just saying that th- this is Alester Crowley's work. And so Lester Crowley straight up said the, basically the, you know, they talk about sex magic. Hey, you guys ever heard of the uh, Chili Peppers, Red Hot Chili Peppers album was blood sugar, sex magic. Um, was it Aerosmith's lead singer? Um, What's his name? Uh, Steven Tyler talked about them getting fame and fortune after sex magic. And then, uh, Crowley. And of course, like the most powerful sex magic, you can imagine what it is. It is pedophilia, young boys, all of this kind of stuff. And it's like, and then you, then you get to say, it's like that they know that there's power in that demonic power, obviously the wickedest power possible. And they, and they are obviously trying to, you know, they're trying, they're, well, basically they're trying to deceive people who want to be deceived because some, some people don't want to know that this, this, stuff is true. And that's like what, what Frank was saying earlier about like, why can't both parties agree that child sex trafficking needs to be stopped? And it, and as powerful as this country is about when they, when they want to do something that this stuff is allowed to happen. I mean, that's all you need to know. It's allowed, it's allowed to happen. And, and you have to ask yourself why, yeah, like why are why is why has nobody been that's been put on the list hasn't been frog marched out from their house? How come how come no um, SWAT teams have been broken into their houses in the middle of the night to, to to yeah to march them in front of CNN's cameras? Because those people are being protected
1: clearly. And then and then you have these ongoing stories about these uh, specific Hollywood actors. Um, Claiming that they are, you know, you're hearing rumors that they are getting ready to expose sex trafficking. what happens? They end up in fiery car crashes. They
0: and hash, yeah,
1: yeah. They're they're rich and um and famous and have everything they want, but they kill themselves out of nowhere. Um, and you had you know even Paul Walker was was another one. His car blew up in a fiery car crash. You know, if you ever saw the the video footage, it's just you're like, how did a car blow up like that? just from, from running into a tree or whatever. And so I believe that there are people that get into this, you know, they've sown oaths and that's why you see the doing this all the time. Like don't tell anybody, this is a Mm -hmm. secret. And in, in one of the uh, first initiations into the Freemasons, they do the, if you tell anybody, you just get, you know, this is what's going to happen to you. And so, Fortunately for some of them, I guess they decide, they decide for themselves, I'd rather die than to hold on to this any longer. And, and they tell the truth, and, and guess what happens to them? So a lot of the – you know, I remember when Corey Feldman came out and started saying the biggest problem in Hollywood was pedophilia. And then Elijah Wood said the same thing. And then Corey Haynes, of course, said the same thing. And not long after that, he, he, was, he was dead. And when they were asking Corey Feldman who was, the, who was the people, and he was like, that's not for me to say. And people were really upset with him because they would say, well, how? Well, since you've come this far, why wouldn't you say anything? Because that's what was getting ready to happen. He was like, I'm not ready to die. He is still holding on to his life, you know, as, as pitiful as it is now. I don't even know what he does. But, you know, his, it would have been probably a greater sacrifice just to come out and expose the whole thing at whatever risk because you save your soul in the process of doing
0: that. Yeah, that was um, that was pretty heartbreaking <laughs> when you see when you see that clip played back where it was like. It was like him and uh, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim are kind of like arguing back and forth. And, and Corey, Corey Haim calls him out and says, you didn't like you, like you knew what was happening to me. And I was just like, I mean, I was like, that was heartbreaking to hear that. Like, and then especially knowing how it ended for him Uh, or not really knowing exactly how it ended. We just know he's not with us anymore. And that, because Cause the thing is like Corey Feldman had admitted that this stuff was a big problem in Hollywood and no one believed him. of course, cause people don't want to believe that. Like who, this, this is what a lot of people don't quite get where we're saying, like, sometimes we're like the stuff that we're saying, no one would ever want to believe this. You know, like as, even as a Christian, it's like, I would rather this place be, you know, mostly safe. It's not, you know? So like when people say these things, especially somebody who's in the industry, why would like, what incentive do you have to say this? You know, nobody wants to, nobody wants to admit that. And, and the, it, when they're arguing back and forth and, you, and Corey Feldman's admitted it and then later, yeah, he's back in covering it up again. And it's like, and I guess it really is. It's like, it is a culture of, um, intimidation, it's fear, it's blackmail. It's, it's all, it's all the things. I mean, it's like I said, and that's where you get into, again, this is, this is the life of the people Who've chosen the devil's the devil's uh, deal? Where it's you. Guess what? He gave you all what they always talk about the fa- the Faustian bargain. So you sold your soul, and now you don't have peace. Now you don't really have any real friends. Like you got the things you thought you wanted. Hey, you, guess what? You got into that party. Guess what? When you got into the party, do you know what's going on behind those closed those locked doors? And it's like then these people can't sleep at night. They got the hat man's coming for him, right? The hat man's coming for them. Then they get, you know, then they have, have major problems with drugs and alcohol. Then one of them, they, they wind up dead. And it's like, did they OD or, or didn't they either way? Like people who are in their, like they're, they're, you know, in the primes of their lives. Who have, who have like the world by the tail, as far as the world's concerned, they should not be taking drugs to the, to the level where they're going to OD. Isn't that, I mean, that's not normal. Right.
1: And, and now, and now, you know, exactly why, you know, following this conversation, because of course this, this is not comfortable conversation. This is not the way I want to spend my Tuesday night, right? I could be doing lots of different things you know, nobody's paying Joe and I to do this. We're doing this on our own time. But, you know, this is to answer questions for people. You, you know, you need to understand what's going on, and this is exactly what's going on. So now you need to understand when we're talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Witch Doctors and the infiltration of Disney. This is why a movie like Harry Potter, you know, the movie series and the book series was so important to them because now they start to get the the children involved in the witchcraft themselves at the earliest age as possible. Right, So they start to experience the same type of depravity and thoughts and, and processes as they get into their early teens, and we are in such a bad time because now they actually have access to every evil thing that you can think of with their cell phones and with their internet. And so they're literally starting these kids out like, um, I know I remember when I was growing up, I mean, It was very rare to come across any type of pornography because it just wasn't around. You might see like a Playboy book or something like that. I can't even imagine growing up as a teenager at this point and knowing that you had access to whatever's been ever been made on your cell phone at any moment right now. Let alone you're being infiltrated nonstop with witchcraft through Disney, through um, different shows on Netflix. I mean, if if you just put up the pictures of Netflix, I mean, it's nonstop witchcraft, right? Vampires, witches, werewolves, you name it. And then so I made a video recently of one of the newest shows came out. It's on Sci-Fi channel by the creators of Rick and Morty. I've never actually seen an episode of it, but I've seen clips of how decadent it is. And of course, you know, people will be like, well, that's not for kids. Yes, it is. If they make a cartoon, look, kids are going to find it and kids are going to watch it. And look, kids are going to try to find the most extreme cartoons as they can, right? That's just the way kids are. They're curious, you know, as soon as you tell them you're not allowed to watch that, they're like, yeah, as soon as you go to bed, guess what I'm putting on? And so yeah. the newest cartoon they have out is called Little Demon. And it's about and, and, and literally there's um, in the trailer that I put out on my, my uh, TikTok uh, channel, it says that, um, that you can see the girl become completely possessed. And she's in the car with her mom and her mom says, <clears throat> you know, um, your dad is Satan and you're the Antichrist. And, and she was like, you expect me to believe that you had sex with Satan? You know, and that's that's where I stopped the video at. And it goes on. I didn't need to show any more than that. But this is what's out now. And so this is where they put right in front of the children. And guess what? No one's saying anything about it because things are so convoluted now. No, No one's even what's up with Epstein's Island. We know he didn't kill himself. Where's the list? We know it's all a bunch of politicians and actors and big time media people. We know it's the people that are on the TV right now running the country what what's up? And of course they got every distraction in the world to get away from it. But people are so confused right now. They're not even asking the the correct questions. And this is happening right to their now. Now it's actually at their front door within their house in front of their own children. That's how bad it is now. So when we talk about the days of Noah, when every man's thoughts and hearts were evil and the days of Lot, like Sodom and Gomorrah, where it was so perverted, I mean, I mean, here we are right now. So to answer questions of what you're seeing, This is what's happening. Don't be confused about it. You're in the last days. And although your pastors are not telling you about this, it doesn't matter. The Lord's raising up people left and right, whether it's on TikTok or Facebook on Twitter, you name it, and social media. And they're putting out people that nobody knows about, and they're telling you the truth. I would start listening to people like that versus anybody making uh, a lot of money um, just running a church. Because think about it. It's so easy for them not to cover information like this because it's way too uncomfortable. Right? You're thinking, I got hundred fifty members, and I'm making, you know, twenty thousand dollars a month, you know, in, in tithe money personally. Let alone cover all my expenses are paid. And if I start to talk about this kind of stuff, man, they might leave, and all of a sudden I need that money, right? So they, they're, I mean, it's it's all compromised within the church. So they're going to tell you the happy stories and everything's good and don't worry about anything bad. Now think about that when they're like, don't worry about the devil. Don't think about anything bad. Everything's good. And look, all this is happening in your household right now. And you're acting like it's not happening. And of course it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I remember, I remember some of the earlier stuff I, I did when I started to point out some of the, um, you know, it's funny. I've been sharing some of the stuff on uh, Instagram recently. So obviously people people's minds are getting blown by the, uh, Oh, look at that. Thank you. that's not at all distracting um but thank you um what was it uh so i'm sharing some of my things about like superman and darth vader and like the kind of all the exposing the darkness uh in you know in in our culture that was has been there all along i mean that's and i guess that's the thing when you go back to what i was saying about disney world and like uh donald duck that was 1959 now i think that the difference between then and now is they were way more subtle back in the day. Like they were, they were subtle. They don't have to be subtle anymore. They're like, you know, Disney, like I said, Disney is a very good place to kind of watch, watch the progression where you had like, they had clear, like, you know, you had the good fairies who made like dresses and, and they turned pumpkins into carriages and it was a magic shoe that turned, you know, this, this plane, uh, made into a princess. And then you had like, the the black magic you had the evil witch, and there was the clear distinctions between like again you have the, the the duality, but then they start to morph it into like the the lines start to get blurred between what's what's white magic and what's black magic, what's good and what's bad, and it's like really when it comes down to it, it's always been the same thing. Even a fam- famous uh with uh basically the founder of this the Church of Satan in America was Anton LaVey. And he, he mocked the idea of like white magic saying, you're getting the power from the same things. Like, you know, like it's you're it's not it's no more clean. I mean, obviously, I guess black magic would typically involve like involve literal sacrifice and blood and all this kind of stuff. But either way, you're pleasing the same demons or you're accessing the same demons to get this power. But yeah, it's always been there. This threat has always been there. And again, yeah, you talk about the the modern church where it's like they don't talk about this stuff when they should because we're talking about the story of Balaam, and it's like Balaam tricked these people into worshiping this this false god, Baal, and and the church is 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 when they're silent on it, they need to be warned. It's like yeah, people saying like you have you have people who are Christians or you know claim to be Christians saying I don't want to hear about this stuff. You got you guys talk about the devil so much. It's like, well, Peter says, you know, be sober and vigilant. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. And so so that, so that that's scriptural. And you have, then you have Paul in Ephesians 5.11. It's like, take no parts in the worthless acts of darkness, but instead expose them. And it's like, that's what we're doing because I'm telling you, don't go to that party. They're tricking you into go worship Baal. And, and then you have Christians over there saying, I don't want to hear that. You guys talk about the devil too much. It's like, you don't want to know.
1: And Paul goes on to say in, that, in Ephesians 5, um, see that you then walk circumspectly, uh, redeeming the time because the days are evil and circumspectly was to be highly, uh, highly on alert, you know, being aware of your surroundings. And, uh, and of course, that, that message is taught the opposite. You don't even need to worry about it. And, and and it's right at people's front doors. It's in their houses. It's, it's right in front of their, their own children. And if you're not, you, you can't even point it out. So if you're vigilant to it and you're pointing it out, you can actually show your children what it is. And although it's not, it doesn't mean that they can't grasp it immediately, but the um, the biblical concept is, is you teach your children when they're young, they will grow up to understand these things. And that is true. Fortunately, our parents did that. And, you know, we, we didn't always listen, but look, it we they were right, you know so so that that's a good concept but um yeah so these things need to be addressed they need to be uh, uh alerted and alarmed and um so so you can understand actually what's happening around you
0: you know so, I you would, want to jump, you want, well i just you want, want to say a- i want to say one thing about it i was saying that it's what's what's funny because we grew up we grew up in the 80s and what they always called it um i think they called it the, the satanic panic you know and i and i and i want to say and of course it's like you know, being young and not, you know, not remembering. Well, you just don't remember the stuff. You just, you remember a lot of people in the church saying you can't celebrate Halloween. You can't, I remember not being able to, after a while, not being able to watch He-Man because it had a sorcerer in there. And like, and just being frustrated. Like there's like, like I couldn't play Dungeons and Dragons cause it was satanic and everything was satanic. And it's like, but I feel like the, they were right about a lot of stuff. I mean, most of the stuff I remember, I remember that. said, so the, in a as a, As a young, young kid, I watched Hell's Bells, but to me it was, it was like ridiculous. And, but then I saw like, so when I was waiting to see they sold their souls, I was expecting more of the same, but no, it's like when you actually explain it, and I think this is the, this is like the further level of like, we're not saying it's satanic just because we don't understand it. We can, we can explain almost all the levels of it and the power behind it. And then you can see the results of it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like that, Again, you go back to Aaron Rodgers how we started this conversation off is Aaron Rodgers is saying he took this spiritual journey. Now he's being tormented by a demon. So like his journey of self-love ends with some weird shadowy figure in following him around, wearing a weird hat. And it's like, how is that working out for you, Aaron? You know, like, so you're talking about a guy. What does a guy like Aaron Rodgers need to go find in the jungle in uh south america what does he need a witch doctor for it's like doesn't wouldn't the agnostics and atheists and and, and worldly spiritualists th- say doesn't aaron Rodgers already have it all well guess what now he's got another demon it's it's like you know it's heartbreaking but i mean like i said this guy denied jesus to go find this horrible well, you know these people are
1: miserable. I, you can see it in their faces. Look at look at the politicians' faces when they're standing up there. They all look miserable. I mean, they all look like they're sucking on lemons. You know, look, look at look at uh, you know Amber Heard's got everything. Look look at the way look at I mean, the, just miserable. You can't enter into these in these negotiations with the demonic realm to receive what the world has to offer and still maintain peace and joy so that's that's a that's something that has to keep being pursued and that's that's like the carrot dangling before the horse pulling the cart you know you want some more this is what you got to do it, it's it's a never-ending unsatisfying um you know terrible existence and so man i i, I don't you know it's, i can't even i can't even fathom it when you don't have to do anything but surrender your heart to the Lord. and He gives you peace and joy and writes your name in uh, the book of life and gives you eternal life. And, um, and, and, you know, you've got heaven awaiting for you. And what do they have? The lake of fire. And then they've got all this dirty, dark deeds that they have to follow to, to maintain that. But they dangle it, they dangle it right in front of everybody. Look, we got this, we got this cool car. We got this cool house. We got all this money. Like, and I was telling you today, like most people already have that. You do have a car. Yeah, I got one. Do you have a house? Yeah, I got one. You know, you got a job. Yeah, I got a job too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not like to the level of what they're dangling. But to to, to have that versus just the peace of the Lord, I mean, it's the trade-off is just, um, I don't know, It's, it's I, I can't even find words for how bad bad
0: it is. But um,
1: did you want to jump into another subject?
0: Um, Yeah, we can go into that. But yeah, but again, I so, said, so we got, we can finish off with a couple of Bible verses. What does it profit a man to, to gain the whole world and, and, and lose his soul? And it's like the, and you were saying like, so this guy wants a better car. He wants a better house. He wants more. It's, it's a, the belly of the wicked is never satisfied, but the righteous have enough that are content. You know, So that's like, that's what you get. It's like, because you know that when in this world, when you chase things, it's always the next thing. You 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 can never get there, and then when you get there, you feel more empty because because this one did not this not fill you up either, and and like I said so it is heartbreaking. Especially it's like you just see like that if a guy like Aaron Rodgers isn't happy, and then you start to see like these are our idols. I mean they straight up say it to us. Is like these people are the people we're supposed to be emulating. You find out again like Johnny Depp. Look how look how miserable and pathetic he looked up on that on the stand. Amber Heard, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's like he's talking about being tormented by demons like you know, so like top athlete, top actress, top actor and you have all these people and it's like they have no peace and it's like what would you like how much money is your peace worth? You know, that you can't put a you can't put a price on that. But yeah. But anyways, well, that, you that was- found-
1: What's that? The whole the whole message from you know the whole liberal uh, left uh, democratic side is you know you live in a terrible country everything about you is terrible everybody hates you and the racists around you I mean what a terrible message that they promote to everybody you know it's contrary to the message of Christ you know of being free in Him. And so, believe you listen to the top athletes that are controlled by these people. That's what they say, you know. Even, even LeBron James said that the the, um, the basketball player that was in jail in Russia, she probably doesn't want to come back here. It's like, oh yeah, she definitely wants to come back here. Are you crazy? But that's the that's the stuff coming out of their mouths right now. They are unhappy and miserable, but somehow they are the idols for people. I don't get it because I don't see anything attractive at all in them.
0: That was, that sounds like LeBron was like the headline writer for the Babylon Bee who said, she doesn't have to hear the national anthem again for nine years. <laughs> so she's like <laughs> so stoked. <laughs> she, she wins in the end. That's like, that's like literally like the same thing she said. <laughs> oh, she doesn't want to come back. I'd rather be, that's like, yeah, again, the, the guys are saying like the, the Bernie, the Bernie bro who said the gulags weren't so bad. They got to, they got, they taught them like math and they taught them like uh, how to read and stuff in there. They got to read books about, um, and, and they got to be indoctrinated. It was, it was not so bad.
1: Yeah. It's better than being here. It's better being freed than here because of all the, you know, bad stuff going on, all the Christians.
0: Oh, you know what You know we should talk about it for, uh, for a minute here is the, um, is the predictive programming of the, uh, the Illuminati trading cards, which is, this is, Oh yeah. Okay. You know what, if, if the last subject doesn't scare you, this one will. <laughs> because the IRS has what? Now they have 87,000 agents. The, the, this, this new in, inflation reduction bill. Again, we're going to do the air quotes again. They, they have to spend, what, $800 billion to reduce inflation. Anybody have a clue how that's supposed to work? And, and meanwhile, it's like... so so they're giving the irs a bunch of guns a bunch of guys with guns and like and so frank why don't you why don't you tell us about the illuminati trading cards and how that relates to uh this topic
1: okay so if you don't know about the illuminati trading cards this there's obviously plan. these people are planning things well in advance through the spiritual realm you know they don't have you know we don't have specific dates but they they are definitely uh giving the the signs and the clues of what's what's to come. So these trading cards came out in nineteen eighty seven and I believe that they they made a, even a new edition in um I think maybe ninety one or something like that. And um if you look at these cards, so it's called the Illuminati card game. And the cards themselves have pictures and explanations to the cards. And so they have everything. They have if you look at they have pictures of the, the, the Twin Towers of exploding in the exact same places where the plane sits. they had the
0: Pentagon. The,
1: they had the Pentagon where it's explosion in the exact same place where they claimed plane. I think a missile hit it, but it, they claimed the plane plane hit it there. So um, they got pictures of all types of stuff. They got pandemics. They, I mean, you you name it, they have it already in there. It's, it's fascinating to flip through it. They even had yeah. like the Boston bombing. They had you know mass shooting. <laughs> yep, they got the flat earth in there. Um, they, but um, the newest one that they had is, um, it was uh, I, IRS agents. And it was, <laughs> it was a guillotine with blood dripping on it. And they just hired, they, the new bill is going to hire 87,000 more in addition to what we already have, armed IRS agents. Now, if you remember what they initially were saying, they were like, oh, we're only going to tax people that make over $400,000 a year. The problem is people actually believe these people who lie nonstop. The, the, the yeah. satanic pedophiles, basically. It's funny because if you call them satanic pedophiles, they try to they try to basically go, "Oh, you actually believe they're satanic?" Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> they yeah. are not No one's for, yeah. prove it to you. Let's talk about Dick Jeffrey Epstein for a second. No, 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 we're not going to talk about him. So, um, so you've got these these people coming in there, and they're going to go after everybody making less than two hundred grand. Everybody's going to get it. So. If the Illumi- Illuminati card games are even remotely true or they're, they're alluding to something um, with the IRS happening back then, whatever it is, it's not good. And when that came out and you put the card together with it, it's like, good grief. These people are not only sick, evil, but they've been scheming and playing it for a long time.
0: Yeah. And it, it, it sort of feels like that there's so much uh, like just I guess, I guess we get overwhelmed. We get overwhelmed and inundated, which is just the crazy stuff that our government is is doing now, where it's like, it almost becomes like, sometimes it takes a minute to actually sit down and actually think about what, what, what they're, what they, the bill they just passed. Now consider this. And of course the, the card, you didn't miss the headline. The headline was like, yeah, it was a guillotine and it said death and taxes. So what, those are the two things that are guaranteed in this world. And it sounds like they're both guaranteed very soon. So you have a guillotine and the IRS and obviously what I was saying, I was, talking, I was talking to my father today, and I said, really consider this. Okay, so the a- IRS is like a tax collection agency, right? So what, what the, you really would think that they would do with extra money would be hire more accountants, I guess, right? You know, like, what do they need guns for? Like, why does the IRS need guns? Like, they don't have access to be able to, if, if they've established that people have broken laws, we have other, you know, law agencies, right? federal, state, local, all, you know, you name it. So, have they just become a different form of you know, a different bureaucracy altogether? Because why do they need to be they don't have law enforcement, you know, like I, at least I didn't know that they don't have the ability to enforce their own laws, do they? But I guess now they do because 87,000 guys with guns sounds like a sounds like an army. You know, like what else is that? I mean, because like I said, this is this is something that I mean, how many how many other federal agencies that are not are are military have that many guns? I mean, really? Like what like what is that? So I'm saying like when people, when you really consider what that is, like what is the goal with this? And what is the <laughs> justification for get for arming our IRS? Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: Can you see that Ar- <laughs> yeah so
0: so so this card right here came out in uh in nineteen ninety five I believe so yeah so the real question is like what like well first of all I could I could speculate on what they're going to do but i want I would just like to cl- want somebody to clearly articulate what this what was the justification for this and how this is supposed to reduce inflation but yeah again what it- with- would, here's, would,
1: another pre- one, here's another one getting ready to come up. Can you see that one?
0: Yeah, World War Three. So with so, a, what with, I, with so, a, so what I would really ask – so and, and see, here's something, here's something important. Everyone say taxing people who make 400, th- $400 million a year. Yeah, you're all for that. Yeah, me too. But guess what? Nobody who makes $400 million a year gets income. They make their money other ways. And guess what? These are the people who write the tax code. The people, the, the mega rich are insulated from all of this stuff. And they always have been because this is when these guys, have, they got, they got tax shelter after tax shelter, after tax shelter. What they really, what this really does is they continue to tax people to prevent them from being free because if you had enough financial freedom, then they couldn't control you. So they tax, they tax income instead of wealth. So people, the extremely wealthy don't get taxed very much. Yeah, that's true. But the people who are like the the middle class, you might have a good year. Well, guess what? They're gonna take they're gonna take half. I'm gonna take half of that. You know? But the person who made forty million dollars, well, guess what? I just started this new charity. It's called the Human Fund, and I'm the, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put everybody in my whole my whole sphere in here, and they're gonna all have physicians in here, and they're all gonna make about five hundred thousand dollars a year. You know? They're like this is what they do. Or I'm gonna buy a stadium. And I'm gonna lose money. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a sports team, I'm gonna lose money this year, and they're gonna pay no taxes. And by the way, the suckers in this city are gonna build my stadium for me. Like this is this is an attack on the middle class of this country, and it always has been, in order to, again, they've let the borders be free, they let the obviously the the, the rich get richer, and the middle class continues to get squeezed from both sides.
1: Yep. So, yeah, that's not that's not a good one. But um, so there was another interesting story that, that popped up, too. Um, and, and, you know, and it's biblical. I made the video about um, so during the sixth trumpet in the book of Revelations in chapter nine, it says the great ri- river Euphrates dries up. And um, and it releases the four angels bound underneath of it, and these four angels, you know, wreak all types of havoc. You know, kill a third of the of the people on the planet on Earth. And right now, you can see photo after photo of the River Great Eurof- River Euphrates is drying up. And I actually found video footage as it's dried up they actually so showed these like what look like little tombs, not little tombs, but these tombs, like there was, there was more than four of them, but it, it, it wasn't the four that I believe that the angels are going to come out of, but they could have been holding something demonic because we've never in a, been in a more demonic time than, than, than now. And so profi- prophecy and that prophecy is being fulfilled right before our eyes.
0: Yeah, for sure. was, well, was well, interesting. So a lot of people, you know, cause it's, of course, I'm the, the dam guy, right? So I'm the Hoover Dam guy. Everybody, we want to talk about, and I like to talk about the Hoover Dam. But it, it is interesting when you realize there's like the, I guess, the Haditha Dam in Iraq. And the the U.S. has like a military base in that thing. And I think it was, um, was it? Um, Marzulli did a did a, did a YouTube video about that. And I think he was talking about the, uh, the Kandahar giant, L.A. Marzulli. And he was saying that, there's a lot of there's a lot of reports of you know like troops who were stationed there talking about there was like a place down in there that you didn't want to go because everyone was it was spooky the point is they were saying it was spooky and so this is this is the this dam is on the Euphrates and there's also this another mega like a like I think built in like the it was like the early 90s uh, there's a dam in Turkey on the Euphrates and so of course I'm looking at these things and I'm like I wonder if these are the dams that like You know, these are the ones we might really need to be talking about because, you know, it's interesting when you, when you, when you, everybody obviously is concerned about themselves, you know, the place where they live, the places closest to them, the the things they can identify by. But we know that a majority of the biblical prophecy is being, is going to be fulfilled in, in the land, you know, in, in, in the land of Israel, in the, in the Mideast and and obviously that's really the area to really focus our attention on. And, and yeah, when you see like, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, if you, if you think about the Euphrates river, that's the one of the ones mentioned in the Bible about the garden of Eden. Like there are four, there's like four rivers that, that um was the Tigris, Euphrates and the two, two rivers that we don't know, maybe they're gone now, but, but it's very interesting that like, that's the place and that's drying up. And that's of course in the, in revelation that, that seems that that's, is that in one of the in the one of the bowl? Um, is that in the, one of the bowls? Uh, that's one of the. It's the sixth trumpet. Okay, so it's, so it's so it's kind of far into the book. So it's kind of like you know sometimes even Frank and I will will say like, I don't know like you know trying to find the timeline in the in the book of Revelation is very difficult where you th- see things are overlapping and you obviously realize that you know if if John is seeing these things from heaven's perspective, maybe time is not the same, you know, like it's, it's, it's hard to say, but it's like, either way, it's significant that this river is drying up and, and more to more to the point, all kinds of things are drying up. Right. Again, back to the, back to the dam, the other dam, the Hoover dam, what Lake Mead's drying up. The Colorado river is like drying up what they were saying. They're talking about getting rid of Lake Powell, who Frank and I as as kids went, went to back in the day, like they are talking about getting rid of Lake Powell. There's other, yeah, there's other big bodies of water that are drying up. What is going on? And, you know, there's
1: that cryptic verse in, in the book of Revelations. I believe it's in chapter 12 where it says the dragon comes down to um, earth and his time is short. Or the devil comes down to short is, uh, because his time is short. His wrath is great. And then he talks about persecuting the woman, which is Israel. And it mm-hmm. says it's, he spews water out of out of his mouth. But the, the Lord opens up the earth to save the woman. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, that sounds like a dam breaking, right? Because how yeah. did he actually do that? And I'm like, that sounds, and that's when, that's when we started talking about, you know, there's a lot of attention to this Hoover Dam, but, you know, there's these big dams that are actually even bigger over there in the Middle East and, in you know, Israel and Turkey that, you know, we probably have to keep our eyes on because that's probably what's going to happen is they're going to blow up one of these dams and try to, you know, drown a lot of people. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if the Lord opens up you know, the earth to swallow that water, just like he says, or it's going to come happen some other way. But I don't think that the prophecy has to be completely fulfilled for you to start to see it it occurring. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be. So that's why I think, you know, yeah, it's not fully, fully fulfilled yet, but you could actually see it happening. And I think that's the way we need to view things is this develops more slowly over time. The Lord gives us all the warnings you need to see. So if you're watching, you're not going to be surprised at all. You shouldn't be caught off guard. But if you're expecting this, you know, one dramatic event after the next, you might be disappointed.
0: Yeah, like I guess that's why it always goes back to and we say it, probably every live we talk about when the te- when the temple gets built. And I think that that's so why I was actually at um, my brother Matt on here uh, last time. And he was kind of asking about the confusing, you know, the, the confusion he had about the book of Revelation. I said, that's why sometimes it is just better just to say, look at. Look at Dan- look at the book of Daniel, look at Matthew 24, and look what Paul says. And they kind of they laid the order of events out. Now, obviously, the, the book of Revelation talks about more events in there. So we know we know our God's going to fulfill all the prophecies in the book of Revelation. We don't know when and when and how. We don't, we, we don't know when and how in all in all the context in there. We only know the, the, it's way more simple when you just hear about when Jesus is talking about wars, rumors of war, he's talking about the birth pains. And then he's talking about the abomination desolation. And then you, and then all we know is there'll be great tribulation. Like the world has never seen before and will never see again. And so there's that, and there's that period it's three and a half years. And I think a lot of the events that are, that are taking place in the book of revelation are just in that three and a half years. But like I said, if you don't get to G, if you don't get right with Jesus before the abomination desolation, you know, like, be warned. That's that's like you need to do it before then, because that because obviously at this point we we talk about the the delusion, the strong delusion, which which we kind of probably already covered a great, great bit of like that. The people have been deluded into like thinking that Balaam worship is OK because we, we've got going on all over the place in this place. They're not going to want to believe by the time it's what does it say? It's when they say peace and safety. Well, sudden, destru- sudden, yeah, sudden destruction is upon them yeah so one
1: one more topic um and i know where i'm kind of using all my videos we need to do another one and talk more about yours you actually got more than me but i am i'm getting a little spent here but um
0: <laughs> what
1: do you joe what do you know about deep underground military bases
0: oh we can talk yeah we talk a little bit about um the denver airport <laughs> like the denver airport is like well for the one thing is like what, what do we know about deep underground military bases? Not a lot. We know that they're there. <laughs> we know we know that they're there. We know that they talk about them. We know that they glamorized them in the '80s movies about like, you know, the threat of nuclear war. And they showed them. Like I said, Independence Day. They showed like, do you remember? It was like that classic scene where they go find the spaceship in Area 51? Was
1: it Area 51 oh, yeah.
0: or did they actually say Area 52? You know, like I think was,
1: of... I can't remember which one, but I know. What you're but you
0: know, it's funny about. because a lot of people were talking about the Denver airport being technically area 52. And it's like, like who knows? But the funny part was was when Jeff Goldblum gets brought in there and he's like asking like the president, how did you get funding for this? How did all this stuff get here? And he's like, and his dad is like, what do you think they really paid paid $50,000 for a hammer and a toilet seat? You know, and he's like doing that, you know, it's like, that's why our budget, that's why the inflation reduction act is $800 billion and it's given IRS guns and and who knows what, but yeah, so the, so you had, um, what was it? Um, what was the, what was the place, uh, called, um, I'm trying to think like the, the North, East, or NORAD. So NORAD, it was like under, um, the mountains in Colorado and, and there's rumors, like I said, this is all there is. Cause I don't know how anybody could confirm this. Probably people have confirmed it and then they were just not believed, but they say that there's literally tunnels from, from the Denver airport like a hundred miles to get to, to NORAD. And if you really think about it, I bet you if they actually admitted that that was true, most people wouldn't even have a problem with it. Cause you said, what if something really bad happened? Wouldn't you want the tunnels underground to be near it? Like a airport, right? Cause like, you know what I mean? Cause imagine if something was really bad going to happen, you fly into this airport and you immediately go underground and you can get to who knows, who knows what it, and I think, of course, then you hear the crazy rumors about like these, um, these magnetic light rail trains or whatever. I don't know if they're light rail, you know what I mean? These magnetic trains they go, they, they can go basically trans, like transcontinental. Like, is that true? I have no idea. Like, we have no idea. We just, you hear rumors, but guess what? They would never tell us. That's the point. It's like, we would have, we really have no idea.
1: But you can find footage of the entry entries uh, entrances of some of these places where you can see tractor trailers uh, going into the sides of mountains that just disappear into miles and miles and it's not normal highway at all and so you know that they've dug these things they've built these things it's funny to remember the movie uh, 2012 where they had the um, they had these the, these arcs already set up you know in, in kind of an underground base scenario in a different country where everybody, was going to be supposed to survive and of course that's a myth they they don't they don't plan on saving anybody but themselves but the other day i was watching one of these uh videos of um the entrance of a, a deep underground military brace so they call them dumbs and i watched this truck go into this this side of this mountain and then it pounds out and shows this massive mountain and you could just see it just disappears into nothing and then the then the scripture just came to me and i saw it i was like that's in the book of revelations And it says, um, it says, um, um, during, and this is during the sixth seal. It says, uh, and the, in chapter 15, verse 15, chapter six, and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the commanders and the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves and in the caves and in the rocks and the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks fallen us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the lap wrath of the lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? And so it, it was. It was. It was a really good video because it was interesting because people were coming on in, in the comment section, and they were like, "These people actually think they're going to be able to hide from Jesus in, in these, you know, in these these underground military bases." And it's like, "No, nah, they're not. They're going to try to do it, and they're going to say rocks fall on us and hide us." So they've dug these things worldwide. They're they're prepared, and when he comes, they're going to go hide in them. That's, that's what they're there for. The sick and sad thing about this, they're putting all this energy in to, to do a great reset and build a new world order, digging all these underground bases. And it only lasts like three. They get like three and a half years. That's all they get. They get this tiny little period of time of satisfaction. And then Jesus comes back and annihilates the whole entire thing. and sets his own kingdom up.
0: Well, that's, that's, you know, that's the one thing about it is it's like we know that there'll be justice. There'll finally be justice in this place is when Jesus comes back. The, yeah. He's, he's going to come back to make the wrongs. Right. But it's, but it's interesting. And, it, and now we can get into conspiracy bill where I'll, I'll speculate wildly, but I saw, if you guys have ever seen uh Woodward TV on YouTube, Frank and I both, both enjoy it. I don't believe everything he says, but I, but his, his videos are good. And he was talking about, he kind of floated this theory and I thought it made a little sense. It's like, if you guys remember the beginning stages of like 2020, Before everything completely went off the rails, it was like the like the toilet paper shortage was first. And then like that never made any sense to me. It's like, how did this thing start before? Like, like because you're thinking, like, wait a minute, are the masks made of toilet paper? Like, why is the like there's no mass, there's no toilet paper, everyone's buying it. And if you really think about like all the supply chain issues, we have no idea if these factories are working or not. But they ran out of stuff very fast, very early on a lot of things. And then they never had like like microchips and stuff like that. Those things were just like like where do those things go? And so so I think on Woodward they were I'll give him the credit for this and and blame him if he's completely wrong. Is they were saying that he was speculating that they were putting these things underground. And if you really think about it, like if the elites and all the people were preparing for something, a real threat. And they had all this stuff down in the down under the ground. They would need to they would need to stock that thing, wouldn't they? What about all the shortage of baby formula and all kinds of stuff? It's like, what if what if there wasn't a shortage, and what if it was just being moved? Because like, how would we really know? How would we know if 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 they ran out of something, or if they just decided, hey, you can't get that because it's because because the, the supply chain? And it's like, really, they were they were stocking up, saving it for. A rainy day or maybe when it's raining fire like what did it because because obviously they know where the threat's coming from and again you go back to all these marvel movies where is the where is the threat coming from it's not coming from another dimension that's usually the, where the good things are coming from right they their friends come from a different dimension but the thing that comes from space that comes from the heavens with, with a, a great a big cloud comes and then the, then the son of man coming on his on with great glory it's like that's what they're looking for, so of course, where would you put your protection from down, down in the earth, and I'm thinking like that actually makes sense to me because it made because it makes no sense to me that they ran out of toilet paper before anyone started working stopped working, right?
1: Yeah, I think I agree with Woodward on that. My theory was, if you've ever seen the movie Trading Places, you had those two rich men who who bet a dollar that they could get a rich man to trade places with a poor man and their personalities would completely change. And, you know, they destroy these two guys life. And of course at the end of the movie, it's like, you know, you won the bet. He gives them a dollar. He's he destroyed their lives for a dollar. And I could just see these rich elites going, Hey, look, I I, I bet, I bet you that if we put on TV, if we just show a few people going and buying like you know, Shopping carts full of toilet paper, <laughs> like half of the country will run out there and feel like they had they need to do it because they're going to run out of toilet paper. And of course, that did once once people saw it, they were like, We need more toilet paper. That was the first thing people were running for. And it was like, Well, why do you need that first? You know, it was like, You can always clean your, rear- your career in one way or another. You don't actually have to have toilet paper, you know, you need yeah. food, you need medicine, you need certain stuff like that. That's the it- last thing you need people went out and did it anyway so i don't know yeah. i think woodward might might have a better theory than me but you know i might still be right too
0: it might it, it was just like it, it didn't make a lot of sense because it was like if you, if you really thought about it too it's like okay so if everyone bought a bunch of it well then they would when they got it back in stock it would be plenty i mean like don't they isn't that easy to make i mean they probably can pump it out like you know what I mean? that's what they do that's what they make toilet paper why would those people wouldn't need to buy it. They should have been able to stock back up on it quick, but they all of a sudden, we're just like, oh, they're going to do it again. And you're like, what? What kind of, what kind of pandemic is this again? It's like, right. I know they're not just blowing their nose, but no, so the trading place is interesting when you actually realize basically how like the Rothschilds got all their power was almost just like that movie. If you guys, if you guys have seen that movie trading places, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd. So they get like a, they basically got inside information on like, like basically the crop report about like the, whether it was like the winner, whether it was going to be like a good orange crop or whatever. And so they were, but what was it? Was it fro- frozen OJ? Was that what they was the commodity they were trading. And so they could tell based on if it was a bad winner or a good winner, whether there'd be more oranges. So that this thing would be worth a lot. Well, they, they knew the inside information and they faked everyone out. So they, people thought that they knew, so they were selling. And so so everyone was dumping their stocks, right? They were dumping them, and then, then when they found out it was it was actually a good like it was it was a good crop or whatever, they ended up buying all of them. And that was and that was basically the story of how the Rothschilds, what they they gained control of the Bank of England because they because they had the inside in- track on the, the Battle of Waterloo. You remember that, so like so they, they thought that people thought because the Rothschilds were selling their bonds that. That, uh, that Napoleon won, but they found out that no Napoleon, yeah, the Rothschilds faked everyone out. They dumped all their bonds. Rothschilds bought, bought all of them and they became more powerful than the whole uh, British empire at that point. And guess what? That's the way it's always, that's the way it's always, that's the way it's been since then. They've been fun in every, both sides of every war since then. And now you, now, now, you know the military industrial complex and what the real deal is. It's, it's it's it actually is, it is a crazy when you actually understand what they're telling you in these movies and they're making it a big comedy movie and it's like oh yeah well, that was funny you know like that was funny when you realize like they just told you how these wicked men just took over the whole world
1: <laughs> yeah that's crazy all right brother on that note <clears throat> your older brother's got to get some sleep i'm a little tired now
0: yeah yeah well it was good but yeah so anyways um yeah, guys check out the Watchmen for JC's uh, TikTok channel if you guys haven't already um, before they shadow ban him. He's doing pretty good lately. <laughs> yeah. After this, <laughs> the- we,
1: we might be done. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, you, you, we we touched on some topics tonight where I was like, I was waiting for that feed to get cut. <laughs> I'm I'm look, I'll look at in my inbox here. to see if I got any notifications for TikTok. But, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll see you guys again soon. <laughs> all right. Love you, bro. All right. Love you, too, man. But, yeah, guys, so I think this, this would be an interesting uh, discussion. I've, it was actually actually pretty good uh, topics. I liked them. But, yeah. Um, so, anyways, I'm going to tell you to follow all the things. I feel like share my Donald Duck video. I feel like TikTok is putting the restrictor plate on my, on my channel. I like that video. I want to make more of them. And obviously, the more the videos get out, the more I'm anxious to to share them. Uh, So share those those TikToks, follow my backup, because they'll probably ban me after all the things that Frank said about the things that were true. They're going to ban us for the true things we say, not for the the things that were false. Uh, So follow my backup account uh, at JC is coming back. Uh, Follow me on YouTube. If you guys missed any of this live, I'll post the rest of this live probably tonight i'll probably get i'll probably stay up late enough to put this on my my uh youtube tonight um follow me on instagram i joined telegram all my all my things are in the link tree so follow me on the uh, hit my link tree on my bio follow me on all the things and um yeah you guys were great tonight um we had a few mockers in there but of course you know it wouldn't be tiktok if there wasn't but i, I love i love them too and i'll pray for them and um I love all you guys. Have a blessed evening. If thank anybody who gave any gifts, I appreciate it. And you never have to do that. But I love you guys. Um, you guys have a good one. You know, maybe they are trying to build a portal to hell at CERN. I know what y'all are thinking about damn time. Yikes. Yo, y'all hear the new Space Force song? It's fire. Hocus Pocus 2's out, guys, finally. That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. There's nothing new under the sun.